Welcome to another episode of Unearthing Paranormalcy, the podcast that digs into the paranormal and tries to find normalcy in the topic. I'm Amy. I'm Dave. I'm Chad. And I'm Eli. And this week we are with Alexa, and we've got a big announcement for all of our listeners. Yes, that's right. So we're so stoked to be talking about this. Thank you all so much for inviting me here to talk to you guys. We've been collaborating for a while, um, but we're making it official, and we're starting Podcast Network. Yay! And we're going to call it the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. Hey, I'm so excited about it. (laughs) I saw a couple fireworks outside. That was super hot. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And I just want to say that I'm super, super excited to be working with y'all. It's been an absolute delight so far, and I look forward to our continuing collaboration. Oh yeah, we we are so stoked about this. Just the opportunities that we see on the horizon with joining forces with some of the best podcasts out there. So hell yeah. So if somebody like hadn't heard your show, which I know people listening right now might have already, but like what would you tell them about it? We like weird things. <laughs> Way not <one> <laughs> no we just we is we all have a fascination with the paranormal and the occult and everything that has to do in that realm and so our podcast is just digging into these topics um, especially topics that people might normally find scary or off-putting we dig into them research them and just kind of give a little bit more information um, on the topics because you know Lack of knowledge is what leads to fear. And so the more knowledge you have, the less fear that there is. I love that. Fuck yeah. And I do want to say that, like, you guys definitely present, like, a lot of information. There's a lot of research done. But there's also, like, a really fun element of, like, you know, this feeling of everybody just hanging out and having a really good time, too. So I really love that balance. All the research we owe to Dave. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we we try to have our podcast more as if you're sitting around with a bunch of friends talking than instead of a teacher trying to explain everything. Oh yeah. We've often talked about it how it's kind of like Dave is the uh, you know, the professor and then we're like the kids in the back row who are, you know, cutting up and shooting spitballs and <laughs> I was going to say we're the kids in the background trying to get in a wink wink. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just Amy. Oh yeah, <laughs> I will be coming over later, Dave. Apologies. So, it's your fascination with these topics that you know kind of drives you to make this show. But in a more broad sense, like, do you have any thoughts about you know the importance of I don't know connecting on like a more personal level that this platform can sometimes offer people? Absolutely. I encourage all of our listeners to keep digging, right? Which, which in essence means go out and find your own truth. Go out and have your own experiences. Don't rely on the, the, the church, your parents, your teachers to tell you how this world is. Go out and live it yourself. Go and, and read the books. Go and experience it. Yeah, fuck yeah. Do that. Absolutely. <laughs> Since day one, it's always been, I just want to share this information with other people. 
you know, I, from the beginning, I said, even if we only ever have one listener, at least we have one person who can learn from our experiences or from our research or whatnot. And to me, that was worth it because growing up in the Bible Belt of Oklahoma, a lot of this stuff was taboo. It wasn't talked about, you know, so being able to have a platform that we can sit and talk about it and not have to worry about what other people think of us or being called evil or anything like that. It's, it's a great outlet just personally, just to kind of sit around and talk with your friends about this stuff. And that's kind of what I mean, you said it, that's what our podcast is. And that's always kind of how it's been formed is just us sitting around the table chatting about information. Hell yeah. No, I love that. That's very cool. And I totally agree with you about, you know, like if there's just, I think I've said this on my show too, like if there's just one person that hears it and it's helpful to them, then fuck yeah, I've done my job and it's all worth it, right? Like, so yeah, I love that. The one thing I can say about it is that whenever I got invited to actually come in and do a personal story, uh, it was the first episode I was a part of and I did that per- that first episode. The next episode excited me, and then the next episode excited me, and then the next episode excited me. It was all about learning more about, I want to say reality, because a lot of the stuff that we talked about, actually everything that we talked about, either had an, an originated story or an originated action that started it. And because of that, most of the fearful stuff that we talked about between ghosts, aliens, and all this other kind of stuff that we've talked about, uh, it has completely deafened my fears in those in that in those situations where I used to be a very big guy, but a bit well, I'm not used to be. I'm still a very big guy, but <laughs> I'm not as scared. You know, I'm a lot more open to 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 um, listening to even the darkest stories um, because sometimes you're able to see. I guess it, you know, different lines, if you will, you know, and uh, understand it. Totally. And I'm curious, too, like you you brought up this kind of like idea of sort of overcoming fear by doing this show. I'm wondering, um, you know, this has been a really scary time with the pandemic and everything. And I'm I'm curious about um, how the show has helped through that for y'all. Well, it's really kept us connected. And we even did, in the beginning of the pandemic, we did a podcast on pandemics with another podcast. And honestly, learning about all the f- the past pandemics in history, it kind of made this one not seem as bad. <laughs> yeah. I was, was saying, we voted this the best one of all of them, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's actually, you know... And it's kind of cool, too, to sort of, like, look back in history and be like, you know what? This has happened before, and we've gotten through it. It is going to be okay, everybody, right? So, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, with this pandemic, we've got a lot of – even though everybody's stuck at home, we're not bored at home. There's plenty of entertainment to have you had at home. Whereas, you know, in 1919, when the Spanish flu was hitting, you couldn't do anything. (laughs) So (laughs) that's a great point. And there's an old aphorism that knowledge is power. I have heard that one before. <laughs> and I agree. used to like go across the TV screen, didn't it? No, it was the more you know. That was it. <laughs> I really, I really wish I knew that tune now. God, I would hum it. 
I think it just goes like do 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 or something. I don't know. <laughs> I have a very clear image of the like little you know rainbow with the shooting star and stuff. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> if you are into the paranormal, the occult, and you want to look at it in a more in depth humorous way you can find unearthing paranormalcy on all the major podcast apps um we also have a website that's umpnormalcy.com and you can listen to all the episodes there and you know of course you know like we've got our facebook instagram and a discord server you can find them all at umpnormalcy and on our website we also have links to all the other podcasts so you can also find everybody on ours so okay fuck yeah so now we're going to move on to our next member of our new podcast network. Yes, I'm going to be talking to everybody from the network, and I'm super, super excited about that. But thank you all so much for inviting me on. I'm super happy to be working with you all, and I can't wait to see where this goes. Sometimes human, sometimes animal all conceived with extraordinary imagination and a wealth of expressive detail. Live more natural lives in their unnatural habitats. Becoming aware of nature, of natural details, and so forth. But whenever he can, he has to be ready to investigate the unexpected and unusual, because it may contribute to what he wants to know. We're talking about the sorts of things that had an impact inasmuch as they came from, from one part of the world, and journeyed uh, to another and acted uh, in the mode of impact, impulse, influence, and so on. We want to him the man at the wheel who hurls the lance of his spirit across the earth along the circle of its orbit. I'd suggest that we should rather look for changing angles of vision. An inventive tradition which was able to handle with considerable equanimity a long list of wonders. Hi, I'm Frater Yarmarud. And I'm Zarina. And um, we just, this is a special episode of Administrism where we kind of uh, talk about the importance of how we're doing this or why we're doing this. I mean, me personally, I think it's important um, that we're doing this podcast because there's a um, kind of a stigma or um, something attached to people wanting to have a more ecological or um, like a indigenous sort of focus on their um occult practices like we hate the word shamanism we don't like the word shamanism but a lot of people want that ecological focus and but are afraid to because there there's a stigma attached to it and like people don't want to oh you're a colonizer or well, you're just appropriating everything. And so, like, we're doing ours for the purpose of, you know, actually doing research and studying as much as we can getting into this so that that way you're, it approaches it from an ethical standpoint. And, like, we're in a fucking ecological crisis. And so I think it's really important that we kind of focus on this thing. Personally, I... I just really enjoy the aspect of getting back to nature and finding out how 
how we can help our ecosystem, like you said, in ways similar to how the people before us, how they how they worked with their ecosystem, how they utilized every bit of, you know, different parts of animals or um, how they utilize plants to help each other grow and just enjoying watching nature. Like we've become this this society that's just so focused on screens while I love screen time, that's awesome. I really enjoy getting back to nature. And I like how we can do this in a magical setting. Yeah, and like we're we're here with um we're here with Luxa from the Luxa Cult podcast. And um yeah, she's she's helping us out with a lot of things. So hey Luxa. What is up? I'm happy to be here and yeah, I'm just really stoked that y'all are doing this. Um I just want to say that, like, I think that the, you know, commitment to education about environmental concerns and, like, the focus on responsible land use and the respect for those who came before us on the land where we, like, are living, wherever that might be, is really important. And the fact that you guys are, like, working to foster this stuff in your own lives and in the community that you've helped build is, like, it just makes me all the more proud to be a part of that community. So, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. We're really happy to hear that you appreciate it as much as we do. Yeah, and I think a lot of people do. Yeah, it's a big experimental thing. Like, the reason we wanted to put this podcast out is, like I said, there's a stigma around it, but there are a lot of people who are interested in this kind of thing, and I'm willing to put in the work to, like, do all the research and everything, and so this is just kind of our our occult experiment, and so we're just putting it out as we go along. And other people can figure out how they're doing things, too, and just kind of, like, listen along to how we do things and either, you know, succeed at it or just fuck it up. One Another thing that I really appreciate about what y'all are doing is you're definitely showing, like, how much fun this stuff can be, too. Um, what's the most fun thing you've discovered so far since starting this? For me, the most fun thing so far has been... I can't decide. I can't decide whether it's been working into my genealogy to find that I have ancestry from this area that was part of a native population or or if it's just been watching the things grow. Like we followed the journey of these robin eggs uh, from the time that they were just there until the time they hatched, and then until the time they left the nest. And that's just, it was really sweet, really adorable. And then watching the plants grow, it's just fun. It's really fun. Well, there's been that, and there's also, um, like you had mentioned to me about how it's kind of like a scavenger hunt sort of thing. We're just going around and finding all of these interesting things as, you know, we grow to be not only observers, but caretakers of this land. And finding all of the interesting things to it and there are unique and interesting things that you learn and see the more you start becoming an observer and a caretaker and learning more about what this place is and what makes up this place and not only is that with the like magical practice but just being mindful of what's around you you'll see things like fucking salamanders that we had we didn't even know lived in this area we saw we saw one so 
we're learning all of these new things and about about the cultures that we're, you know, borrowing things from, it's finding all of these interesting new ideas and new developments and how to how to bring them all together. Hell yeah. And like one thing I really like about what you mentioned was about, you know, understanding that we are part of the system, like managing the land is necessary. Um, and this is a point that I think that Robin Wall Kimmerer makes really, really well in her book, Braiding Sweetgrass, which was a great recommendation. Thank you so much. I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> but um, yeah, just this idea that like, you know, we like to think of ourselves as being like separate from this system or whatever, but we're really not. That's just an illusion. Um to be actually be responsible, we need to actually be a, an active part of that and think about that. Right, and like some of the, or we've been we've been doing that here as much as we can and pr- approaching any issues or problems we have in a way that benefits the whole, that benefits the web of the life in this area. So, like we've we've been you know doing things like feeding birds. Um, and bringing them back to this area, which has, you know, helped balance out the ecosystem that was here. Um, we've been taking care of the plant life and kind of, you know, like trimming things back to help th- to help them grow rather than, you know, choking themselves out as far so that they so that there can't be any further, you know, life that takes place. We've been working to try to remove some of the invasive species that have been planted here as far as plants go. And eventually we're going to start planting more of more native seeds to our area to just try to help that natural ecosystem and just view our view, our area for the beauty that it was intended to be. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I love that. Now, the phrase web came up and that reminded me another reason that we are here today is to talk about another kind of web, which is a network. And that is the Green Mushroom Podcast Network, which I'm super, super excited about. Yes, very much so. Like we get to be a a part of a group of a network of a web of people with a with similar goals and you know, similar ideas. And we exist not only to help ourselves, but through helping others, we also help ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. We're all part of the same system, right? <laughs> yep. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited about it for the fact that, you know, it's, we have our own goals for our podcast, but each individual one is so like they're not all based on the occult they're not all based on you know interviewing they don't have the same topics they don't have the same methodology so for instance i'm i'm also on the faith blind council podcast and it has a similar occult pro approach but with my own approach towards information and towards research with administrism and its particular approach and particular topic, I'm wanting it to be as heavily research-based as possible. And so for each episode, and part of the reason like um, there's there's going to be some spaces, some long spaces in between episodes, and it's going to be extremely difficult to actually like set a schedule for when things are released is because I'm pouring through books as much as I can and finding out as much information that 
I can use to develop this idea and to develop this paradigm. So, for instance, the next episode that we'll be releasing, I already have a bibliography of over eight or nine books that I've just been researching and taking notes from. And some of these books are well over 3,000 pages. So doing that as best as I can, which is different than what takes place on Faith Blind Council, where we, yeah, we do research, but it's... But not- it's on things that you're often more uh, knowledge on because you've been doing occult for so long so there you're you know you're like the teacher whereas here we're just students we're we're learning along the way and uh i really like i like how all the different podcasts are different it doesn't feel robotic you know have you ever listened to like a group of podcasts and they all have like the same format Mm -hmm. where it's like okay so this is how we start out this is the next thing and this is the next thing And none of these podcasts are like that because we're all created individually by different people with, you know, different backgrounds, different education levels, different processes. It's just all different. And I I really appreciate that there is this. It it makes things exciting. Yeah, it's a much more organic. Yeah. Yeah, it has a more organic feel to it. It doesn't feel robotic. It doesn't feel like, you know, we're just... Trying to fit into a mold. Yeah. We're not just making content. We're, we're doing something that we're passionate about, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Well, hell yeah. I'm so excited about where this is all going to go. Any last thoughts before I scoot on out of here? Um... Uh, no, not that, not that I can think of. Like, I'm just super excited to see how everything develops and how with the Green Mushroom Podcast Network, how it grows and develops and starts going in new paths in much the same way that we're learning about the path with administrism and how that grows and develops as well. And not just for ourselves personally, but for every single person who's part of our network, for every single person who is just listening to us in our journey. Yeah, I'm really excited to see how how this network grows as a whole. It's, it's definitely going to be a ride. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and thanks for thanks for talking to us. Thanks for talking to us. Hello and welcome to Ad Hoc History. It's not the history podcast you wanted. It's the history podcast you deserve. Bam. That's right. <laughs> What's going on? Not much. How's it going, Lexa? Good, good. Asher, how's it going with you? It is going excellent. Fuck yeah. So I'm stoked to talk about our topic today, which is the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. Absolutely. That's right. We are... Joining a network, starting a network, this is something that we're really excited about. Uh, We've teamed up with some other great folks who are making great shows to put out content to delight the listeners. That's right, Luxa. You will now be able to find other great podcasts here on the network. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) That is what a network is. (laughs) 
<laughs> so maybe we should just talk for people that haven't heard our show. Maybe we should just talk a little bit about like what we do here on Ad Hoc. Oh, uh, well, yeah. What we do is mostly, you know, drink and shoot the shit about history. I really enjoy the sort of like breadth of knowledge of history that you have and, and your interest and your passion for it, because it's I feel like it was an area of my education that I didn't um, attend to maybe as much as some other ones. So I feel like there's a lot of gaps there for me. So it's been really cool trying to cobble some of this stuff together, trying to like improve my understanding of how we got to where we are now. And Yeah, I mean, for me, it's really cool that you're actually letting me teach you all this stuff. Like, and so I'm getting to like mentor you on history and like, you can be my my protege now like it's your protege <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty fun and I think a lot of people have kind of a similar experience as you did, have had with history that maybe it wasn't that you weren't that interested growing up or it was boring or you had bad teachers or for whatever reason you just don't know that much about it and it is a kind of intimidating subject to approach I mean where do you start how do you but I think what we try to do is just make try and disarm a lot of that you know this it doesn't have to be intimidating you can start wherever the heck you want and you can study whatever the heck you want like it doesn't really matter because it's all going to connect and like i think that's kind of what i that's probably my favorite thing is that we've been able to connect pretty much everything together so far in our shows and so it's kind of like we're building a puzzle outward from like the center maybe hell yeah and the other thing too is that like it doesn't have to be boring either. And I think that that's a huge misconception about history, maybe because of the way it's taught. Like, I remember being very bored in many of my history classes because it was just focused on just memorization of the events without a lot of analysis about the people behind them, which is really the interesting part of it. Like, I've been hearing these stories that you've been telling me, and they remind me of you know, things that happen in the like fantasy novels I'm into reading. And stuff. So like, it's not, it doesn't have to be boring. Like there's these epic, crazy things that have happened and just like these characters that have lived and died. And I mean, it really is, I don't know. I It's the furthest fucking thing from boring when you actually start getting into it. I agree, dude. And like truth really is stranger than fiction. Like some of this stuff, you just can't, I just can't believe it. You know, like it just, Never Absolutely. Think this. You're like, yeah. he did what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, we've been doing ancient history and I th it's fun. You know, like it's, it's enough time has passed between us and those events that you can look at it without really having any moral obligations to feel a certain way. And even though I mean, you might still feel things about it, right? Like I think, you know, we're sure. still humans, but yeah. But yeah, it's not like these aren't touchy subjects that are kind of like hard that we have to tiptoe around. I mean, there's a little bit of that, but. In general, and I, th I think, you know, we see a lot of memes kind of coming back, themes, uh, certain kind of reoccurring, you know, bits or mistakes, habits, you know, it's interesting, you know, I think it could be valuable. I mean, I think it's valuable personally, but that's really kind of up to the user. I mean, you, you could study all the history in the world and it doesn't mean you're going to be smart or it's going to be valuable or anything, but it gives you, you know, it gives you the weapons to see the world, you know for for yourself a little bit better yeah definitely and one thing that i talk a lot about on my show and other places it's kind of a big thing for me is like thinking about the global nature of complex systems and you know human events are certainly in that category right and with these types of systems like you can see patterns in them you can see these kind of like the events transpire in a kind of like fractal nature sometimes so i think it's really it's interesting from that perspective too it really is 
Well, Barbara Tuckman in, in her best or her most famous book, my favorite of her books, A Distant Mirror, which is her describing the, the calamitous 13th century in Europe, but or maybe it's the 14th century. But I like that distant mirror where we're looking back on these things and they do seem familiar. Like it's so it is a long time ago and it's such a different world like the Roman empire and, and this stuff, ancient Greece and, you know, the bronze age, but it still seems eerily familiar when you start to really pick it apart and get into some of the people, the personalities, the motivations for these things, you know, like, sure. Everything is, you can describe everything as what happened, but why did it happen and who made it happen? You know, like there's so many more parts to it than just what happened. Yeah. And I mean, our culture has had such a like hard on for that stuff for so long that learning about it, I think, helps us contextualize a lot of things that go on in our modern era, too. And in many ways, like I do think that our culture does think a lot like the Romans did sometimes. Right. Like, absolutely. The Romans are a great place to like get the idea of like we talk about like real politique. Right. Like this like cynical pragmatism, you know, yeah. and and cynical pragmatism, I think, is uh unfortunately how a lot of things end up getting done and so it's just really good to to get some like historical context for that and like there are other schools like i'm of that school of history <laughs> the thucydian kind of real politique school there are other schools more optimistic schools um you know so there are revisionist schools like marxism is all about history but it's re-examining it through this new understanding and then going back and changing it based off of your new understanding. Like, so there are tons of different ways to do history, but the way that we're doing it is the way that I like to do it. And it's kind of a study of human nature. And I think it's, I think it's valuable and, and eerily, eerily familiar. Yeah. And we, we like to joke around and have a good time too. So it's, it's, if nothing else, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've ever actually, I don't think we've ever talked about the philosophy behind the show before so it really doesn't uh we don't present it as a you know bring your notebook because you're going to learn some big history no it's the opposite just shoot the shit with us because we're just having fun like grab the beverage of your choice take it easy hang out with us yeah now we have been covering you know a lot of western civ stuff but we are definitely going to be branching out into other interesting areas it's not just a podcast about the greeks and the romans right we're going to be talking because there's all kinds of interesting things happening in all different kinds of cultures so we're really looking forward to you know as this progresses on you know kind of looking at how we can tie these threads together and um yeah just examining some of that stuff too because there's a lot of uh you know areas of of the world history that we're just really not educated in in the west here and i think that's a shame right it's yeah it is a shame like you know i didn't know who simetian was and just my own like putting my foot into the kiddie pool of eastern history it's like oh my god this is kind of overwhelming and intimidating but it's all connected and you can learn it at your own pace and i'm so interested in history that I want to read Simitian now, like, so, and like, there's Indian sources, there's African sources, there's Native American sources. So like, there's all kinds of different places to go, interesting things to talk about. We're just kind of laying the foundation right now with the classical age, Greece and Rome and, you know, Persia, but we've mentioned China and just to kind of get that good understanding of the basics of Western Civ, because that's the society that we live in and 
you know, it helps to understand the origins. But yeah, it's not just about that. Like I, yeah, we're going to talk about the whole world. So absolutely. The other thing that we've been really, you know, curious about is the sort of like founding of the Christian church. Um, so that's another thing that we've been investigating and, and really trying to dig into a little bit. Yeah, like I think we bring some of the philosophy along with the show. So history and philosophy just go together. Like they just do because, you know, philosophy is really interesting. But if you don't understand the times of the people that were living in it, it can, you know, that helps to understand why they thought that they the way they did. And history is the same way. If you understand the philosophy of these people, that kind of it can help to explain why they act a certain way or, or why they believe what they believe, you know, like, so they do go really well together. And yeah, we're definitely investigating the religions. Like we looked at some of Judaism and examining Christianity now, and we're definitely going to get to Islam. And I would like to study Confucius and I just don't really know that much about him. So yeah. And I think another thing that's really cool about this, you know, this idea of like trying to understand you know, where these different people from history were coming from, like conducting these kinds of exercises, you can really translate that same kind of modality into trying to understand more modern people. And, you know, having that sort of like, level of, I guess it's a level of empathy might be the right word, whatever, yeah. uh, that right term for that certain type of understanding. And I think that like, that could be a, an important thing for, for people to do is try to understand each other more uh, because yeah, I, maybe there would be less conflict that way. <laughs> like you brought up empathy and that is something that I have been trying to bring a little bit in because it is, it's actually, you know, it's uncomfortable to try and put yourself into the situations of people that are experiencing these awful things, right? Like it, it's not something you really like to do, but it does help with your understanding. And there are, you know, certain modal things, like you said, you know, structures, complex systems that are modally or, you know, arch archetypally similar and they exert similar pressures, you know, leadership, you know, like we talk about what goes into being a good leader. Like why is Marcus Aurelius good and Commodus bad? Like mm -hmm. why? And yeah, I think, again, we can, we can look at these historical figures and say what makes a good leader. And we can ask ourselves about the leaders that we have in our modern times. And, you know, there's all kinds of interesting things that we can apply to it's not just the study of history isn't just about you know doing something for a passing interest or just to you know indulge academically this is actually applicable knowledge in in your life and in the world absolutely dude it's like the previous models of education you know like a classical education placed history as the right there as the most important thing because how could you know the world how could you know where we're going if you don't know where we've been, how could you understand the present if you don't understand the past? Like we've gone away from that. Like we really have as a civilization. And now like it's, we're so focused on, you know, math and science and engineering and technology, which is dope. I'm not getting down on that. I have, I have a degree in biology, right? So like, but I do think it's not a good thing that we are developing like all of these really powerful tools and stuff like that without the sort of like philosophical framework that would go into like a, a classical education. Like the fact that scientists are not educated in philosophy anymore, I think is a fucking threat to our civilization in general, but that's yeah. just my own alarmism. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think you brought it, brought up, you know, we ask in the show, why are people making the same mistakes? Well, if you don't know that people have made those mistakes before you, then how could you, you know, it wouldn't be the, 
the same mistake it would just be a mistake you know so i mean yeah even science couldn't progress without history you know like it's it's a a corpus of knowledge that is built and built and built upon so it is it is important i agree and i think maybe just some of the remnants of that classical education like the shadow that that cast is still looming a little bit because it you know that was very much dates and names and we're actually going to have to read all this crap and in latin nonetheless and so like it i could see that being kind of overwhelming for people and i think also like very inaccessible to anybody but a very privileged person absolutely yeah Yeah. absolutely and so like i think a lot of people have this idea that history is just dates and dates and things that happened in the past but it's not it's us in the present looking back and understanding the past that's what history is so at least the study of history absolutely yeah history is not in a book it's like in it's like philosophy in this way you know, it's not something that just exists out there on its own. It's actually an interaction. Absolutely, dude. And we're living in historic period right now. Like this is, you know, this is a yes. time that's going to be talked about. People will look back on this and say, wow. Well, hopefully yeah. they'll look back on it and say, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming that we all make it. I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, that's another thing that history is, you know, it can be comforting, too, because, you know, humanity has a way of recovering from calamity. It's true. We are quite tenacious. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'm so excited to, you know, share more of like these awesome shows that we we have. Uh, I'm going to be talking to people from each of the shows in the network, and we're going to present that to y'all so you can kind of get a little bit of a taste about what you know this network is about and you know what the shows are that are available on it um in general though a lot of the themes that are prevalent are curiosity and independent thought and the just the really passion of the pursuit of knowledge and putting those tools out there for others to to use to improve their life however they might be able to do that oh yeah as your body grows bigger, your mind must flower. It's great to learn, because knowledge is power. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Do you have too much on your mind? Are your neural processes slowed by unused memories cluttering up your Illumin Industries installed electro-bio memory implant? The Illumin Industries Memory Cloud Service, you can upload these precious moments for preservation and enjoy them whenever and wherever you wish without sacrificing operational speed. Something you'd rather never have to think about again? Users can tag and organize memories to allow for selective viewing. Only the best of memories. Memory Cloud, just another way Illumin Industries is making IT work for you. See CyberCab blog for important information about a privacy policy. Illumin Industries and its affiliates reserve the right to change these policies at any time without notice. Memory Cloud data is backed up daily, not responsible for lost or corrupted files. Must be Illuminum Select Memory to use memory tagging feature. Remember. 
Through the hot red tides of sin. This is Faith Blind Council. Everything is within. You create the light. We are one. That's it. Oh, hey, hello, hi. It is an episode of the Faith Blind Council, sort of. We're doing a thing here. We're going to talk about a very exciting announcement. We've been teasing it for a while, and I feel really bad because um, in the recent weeks as we've been working on this, I feel like I've been doing less and less, and Lux has been doing a lot more um, for kind of generally pulling this together. But we are going to talk about the Green Mushroom Project Podcast Network. I think I got that wrong. The Green Mushroom Podcast Network. There we go. <laughs> there it is. This is this is the thing that we've been teasing for a while on YouTube and Instagram and, and all that shit. And I'm really excited to to talk about it and to kind of unveil this project that we've been trying to like put together for a while. And I, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I feel like we had all these plans of like, oh, let's do this, 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 and this. And then it just came together kind of naturally in a very much its own way. I'm not sure. Maybe that's just my feeling on it. But anyways, Lux is here is talking to us today. And we're going to we're gonna talk a little bit about kind of a more like, I guess, meta conversation about podcasting in general and what it is we're hoping to accomplish. Yeah. And I like what you said. Thank you for the introduction. I like what you said about it kind of organically coming together. I think that that's very on brand, I guess, for not just the network, but the, you know, the project that kind of spawned all of this to begin with this, you know, green mushroom project. So yes, organic makes sense. Totally. Um, it's definitely on brand for our show, our episodes. I don't know if you've caught the the vibe or the, the <laughs> motif of our show. They just kind of come together. We, we have a bunch of plans, and then we're like, yeah, but what if we did this? And then this is what comes out. So, you know, that's that's where we're at. And honestly, I don't think that I would have, like, if I had it to do again, I wouldn't do it another way. The way that we have this set up is just, like, we're, we've got a small group of people that are very dedicated and are very passionate about what they do. And I think that is the most important part of doing any kind of collaborative project is people that would be willing to do this on their own without a collaboration, right? Like, I just want to start off, I guess, by saying like what it's not, right? This isn't like, oh, we're putting all these shows together and everybody's like, it's all just this one amalgamated thing. What it is, is a, a way to kind of be able to grow grow everybody's like i hate saying like corporate like yeah grow the communities but like kind of get all of these things together <laughs> right mm -hmm. because we have a lot of people that are very like-minded and in, in in terms of not only doing production that's kind of cleaving towards a trend in in the like self-empowerment and and self-agency realms whether that's through you know talking about like having a more open sexual discourse or talking about you know history education or things like that or in our case talking about chaos magic right but everybody is very very much interested in maintaining kind of like a certain independence about their projects like everybody's show is going to maintain having this like its own identity its own feel and still be its own thing 
I guess. I, I feel like I'm talking in circles right now, but that's that's the gist of, of where I really want to go. Um, I don't want people to think that like, oh, we're we're all just putting all of our stuff into a pot and seeing what comes out now. That sounds terrifying. I don't know how that would even work. <laughs> yes, I agree. Like each show will, you know, have its own, it will continue to have its own be and be its own thing. But this just provides us a lot more opportunities to, you know, cross promote, support each other's work and collaborate. Um, and I think that there is a common theme too, with like, the importance of independent thought, I think comes up in a lot of our shows. And curiosity is another theme that I think is definitely there too. So it's not that we're all the same, but we do all have things that we're interested in in common. Well, yeah, and it's it, there's a there's an analogy that Yara makes a lot about many tributaries leading to the same river, right? And I think that that's really apt for our show, and not only our show, but for the network as well. I view kind of all of the different shows that are involved as being these tributaries, right? Hmm. And leading to the same core values that kind of guide everybody's shows, right? The idea of being an independent creator, the idea of being able to promote agency and being able to promote kind of independent voices and independent thought. And we can do that better if we work together. It sounds counterintuitive because I just spent, you know, a whole bunch of time saying independent a bunch. But like, this is the age of the internet. You can't just like write a fucking pamphlet and put it out you know? Sure. Yeah, definitely. I'm curious, Yara, like, I know that you've been in radio for a while. And I'm kind of curious if you have any thoughts in general about like the media podcasting or, you know, what maybe like why that is an attractive choice. Radio like, okay, so I worked in radio uh, about a decade ago or some shit like that for a few years. I was a producer and um, like I, I like I cut commercials and I scheduled whatever. And it was like a, I want to say like a 10,000 watt station, but that's completely irrelevant. Um, the, the point of it is like radio is a dying art because that with the proliferation of the internet and everything, nobody really listens to the radio unless like your phone's dead and you don't have an aux cable or something like that. So Everyone listens to what is on the internet. Nobody really listens to um, broadcast radio anymore. And I think that part of the reason for like there being such a proliferation of um, like new podcasts and everything and everyone having their own or um, in our case, you know, getting with a bunch of people who have like similar goals is the fact that for for many 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 years decades even radio was like a um it was the big boys club kind of it was very like it was very much a boys club kind of thing and so for like during the 80s you had like the, the when they like transitioned into video with MTV you had the VJs and even they were still they were big things like DJs and VJs. They were big. They were popular. They were the voice of your community. But because with or because the internet has grown and allowed everyone to have a voice, that interest in um, small town celebrity uh, just because you have a voice over the nobody cares anymore. Now it's based on you know, are you actually good? 
are you talking about interesting things? Not not just, you know, well, I'm on the radio, so I don't give a damn what you have to say because I'm in front of the mic. So yeah, it's it's a watching it evolve over the last like couple decades has been extremely interesting. Well, yeah, I mean, it was back in the day for every one Kurt Loader you had, you had like fucking 10 man cows or whatever the fuck, right? Right, uh, right, and like, there's that, there's that whole like, um, that stereotype of just shock jock bullshit, you know? Like, oh yeah, the sound effect. <laughs> like, Can we isolate okay. that audio? Can we just isolate? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you fucking better not. <laughs> I know where you live. <laughs> I'm not the one editing it, so let's just. <laughs> There are also no Zarlo too. Yeah, stuck it, nerds. But you know, I think there's like a lot there. Like you know, radio certainly had, and broadcasting in in general, right, had such a high barrier to entry. Um, And that's kind of the nature of technology in general. It starts out with a very high barrier to entry. Not everybody had computers. Not everybody had a cell phone. Not everybody had, you know, whatever at first. And now the barrier to entry to to be able to broadcast something is like, do you have a phone? If you have a phone, you can live stream. You can if you if you have, you know, um, any like the, the technology that you walk around with allows you to now like. Well, right. And the, like, that's. That's that's part of the thing, like, the internet has made it so much easier, because you could, back, you know, decades ago, you could have your own radio station, but that still required a lot of technical know-how. You had to build, like, a ham radio. You had to have a radio license. You had to know how to broadcast, whereas with the ubiquity of the internet, you just have, there are a couple buttons on some programs you can just push and you're fine. Yeah, and I think it's interesting too. Like, there's all this opportunity for these, you know, for everybody to have a voice and stuff, but we are seeing this. We would assume this would eventually happen anyway, but this sort of like, you know, narrowing down of that by larger organizations like buying up and buying up and buying up, you know, these operations like there's there's what what was happening with like newspapers and stuff is starting to happen with with podcasts and it's already happened it's already done like that it's already done it's already there it's already done the internet that you know is run by google facebook and fucking like microsoft right like the, the the stuff that you see is is controlled by such a small group of like corporate entities that like the internet as as i grew up with it and I know as Yara grew up with it, it's gone. Like, that internet is is done. Shit, I miss the Wild West, man. I, like, <laughs> there there isn't that, like, I don't want to, it, it sounds really, like, it sounds really whack to say that there's no free exchange of information anymore. But that has really been narrowed down in scope. And you're already seeing it. Yeah, it, it's been controlled. Yeah, and you're already seeing that. Like, that that release of information is very controlled. Yeah, definitely. You're already seeing the narrowing of that in the podcasting community, right? The example that comes to mind for me is um, there's an occult podcast that is being hosted by Kesha now, right? Jesus. Well, I mean, and, and like, I'm fine with that because Kesha is actually a really 
fucking smart person. Yeah, right? No, no, she's her. hella smart. And I was like super jazzed about it. And then I found out that it's like an iHeartMedia production. So we have all these like big, you know, corporations. Yeah, like making these podcasts and stuff. And, you know, so it's all the more important for people that are making independent work to, you know, stick together and to support each other's work. And so that's one of the main ideas, as we said, behind this network. So, yes. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of conflation with independent media. Independent media is such a like, A, it's a very weighted and loaded term, but B, it's a very nebulous term. It can mean a lot of things and it can mean a lot of things for different people. Mm-hmm. Like for us uh, uh, with with FBC, independent media has always meant like we're not nope. taking sponsorship money. We're not taking like, you know, the, the, the ads that we run on our show are like for friends that we know and have vetted right you will never you will never see me sucking mattress dick for money are you are you, you sure will about never that? see me sucking mattress dick for money <laughs> often <laughs> but no like all all of those are, are things that you know we we do i don't want to say as favors but like um so the example of like west of hell right curse carter curse carter like we run that ad because a that's somebody that Yara knows, but b like they did our our logo for us, right? Um, and it I think that like that level of support you know is is important in these small creative spaces, right? Because like yeah, I would love to be able to pay everybody. I would love to be able to pay people like. Hey, here we're paying our mod team. I'm paying an editor. I'm paying someone to run our social media. I'm paying for all of this stuff so that I can focus on content generation, right? But that's just not going to happen. And I think that like the the answer to that in the interim is to be able to create a community where everybody has similar goals and everybody has a similar mindset and everybody has this underlying understanding that like we're not fleecing each other. We're not taking advantage of each other. We're working together. Yeah, definitely. And with the understanding that the like the overarching goal really is to get our message out there, right? And so however we we can do that is what what we're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that you know, the, the 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 shows that are all involved with this are a they're all they're all stuff that like deserve to be listened to they're all things they're all messages that deserve to be heard i mean i don't know if he's listened to smut stuff yet but <laughs> i don't know <laughs> listen goddamn! if howard stern got to have a radio show for a fucking decade anything deserves to be heard <laughs> i'm just kidding i love you smuts up crew <laughs> But no, I, it's, you know, there's stuff like that, that if if you're trying to go the more traditional route, right, if you're trying to have sponsorship deals, and you're trying to like hawk me undies or adamandeve.com for fucking, why are you, you know, saying whatever. their names for free? Fuck them. That's why. <laughs> because what I'm about to do is say you can do that as a creator. And that's totally fine. I don't want to. Like, that's, that's where I'm at. You know, I don't I don't want to have anything to do with that. And, you know, people can listen to this and then be like, oh, well, what you just you fucking like don't like money? No, I fucking don't. 
I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't because that money comes with fucking strings attached and I'm not willing to give up my like executive oversight of something because we got to hit fucking metrics. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, fuck that. Yeah. That's not why I'm podcasting. I'm not podcasting to make money. I mean, I, I feel like me personally, there, there would be a lot more effective ways for me to make money if that was my goal than making a podcast about occultism, right? Like, yeah, I mean, it's so much easier to start like a six figure a year company selling stuff than it is to like do this. We rely again entirely on support from our listeners, which is awesome. And it like it pays our bills, which is really dope. And I'm happy with that. That's all I need. You know, it, it allows for us to do the work of talking about occultism in a way that is like applicable to the 21st century. Mm -hmm. It's not just like some crusty old dude trying to get his book published and like get it ripped off on fucking some torrent site anyways, you know? Yeah. And I, I, she's not here now, but um, Cologne, I think is a, a great example of, of why your show is like different than some of the other occult shows you can listen to out there that, when when you added her to uh, your team, I thought it was a really good move because she's brought a lot of fucking cool, interesting, fresh perspectives. I think that, you know, I, I know you guys talk about this in many of your episodes where you're just kind of talking and she'll come out with something that's just like, holy shit, dude, that's so fucking cool and like such a cool way and different way of looking at it. So I don't know. It's just nice to hear these like different voices, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, from the very beginning, we knew we didn't want to just be, you know, another fucking podcast with two cishet white dudes talking about dumb shit. Like, we wanted outside perspective. We wanted a perspective from someone who, you know, isn't part of, you know, fucking majority mainstream culture. And so, like, oh, we're fucking white men and can do whatever the fuck we want. Like, no, that's dumb. We wanted we wanted someone to put us in our stupid places. <laughs> it's it's the Steve Jobs principle of like I my goal is to constantly surround myself with people that make me feel dumb. Like Hell yeah. every time that I talk to Cologne, there is like there's something that challenges the way that I view things, you know? And I think that's wildly important in occultism and like in life in general, right? Mm-hmm. And she does such a good job of being able to interpret things in a different way. Yeah, fuck yeah. Which is really, you know, really what our show is about, you know, is be being able to uh, in interpret things differently. And I think that is something that to kind of, you know, take a not a hard left, but a bit of a left here is is really aided by the fact that our show is so unscripted. It allows our show to go down these alleys and avenues and like really kind of bloom out from whatever the original subject was. Well, I mean, it helps that I can't focus on shit. None of us can. <laughs> None of us can. I don't want to take up a whole bunch of time, you know, like I, I don't want to do an, an hour long show talking about what our show is about. Just go fucking it's listen. Chaos magic. Just it's go awesome. Listen go do it. it. Yeah. Um, Faith Blind, Faith Blind Council. Uh, you can find us at fbcpodcast.com. We're on fucking pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts at. You can go to Apple Podcasts. You can go to Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, we're on Google Podcasts at this point as well. If you're nasty. 
Yeah. Yeah, if you like your podcast dirty. <laughs> you can also, uh, we started uploading full episodes to YouTube as well. So we're there. One thing I wanted to throw in is like a last plug here. Our show is not designed to be philosophical. Our show is not designed to to talk about theory. It's about practice. Our show is really designed to help people of any level, whether you're just learning about chaos magic, whether you've been practicing for over a decade, whatever it is, our show is designed to get you out of the armchair and actually out doing magic. So don't expect like a bunch of fucking like, well, according to the grimoire and the blah, 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 blah. Fuck that. Like, we're talking about some real shit. So strap the fuck in. And if you want to get nerdy, you can listen to my show. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like, Lux Occult is, is legit fucking like the show. If you want like an intelligent conversation, that's the one you want to go to. I... I Thank you, but you guys have had a lot of really good insightful conversations on your show, and I think that you've shared some of your own personal journeys um, in ways that I think are really helpful to people. So please don't discount what you're doing either. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, you know, listen to it, and you're either going to like it or you're not. If you like it, awesome. If you don't, I don't really fucking care. Like We're just, <laughs> I'm making the show that I want to make. I'm making the network that I want to make with a bunch of people that are making the shows they want to make. And I'm really fucking excited for it. Yeah, fuck yeah. All right, you guys have heard enough of my dumbass talking about my show. I'm really excited for you to check out the other shows that are going to be a part of this network. Lux is going to get into it with the people that are like way more organized and probably have like good insights on stuff as well. I shouldn't say probably have. I know they have good insight on shit. So be sure to check all this shit out. It's going to be really fucking dope. Welcome to this very special edition of Luxacult. It's the podcast where we gleefully taunt the mundane, butcher the Latin and most other languages, and we also discuss a variety of occult topics. Exploring the intersections of science, art, magic, and philosophy, it's occultism for everyone. I'm Lux Estrada, and if you are hearing this, then this show, and magic for that matter, is for you, if you want them. There are a lot of different ways to be more free, and using magic or making space for a spiritual practice in your life can be one of them. 
As always, I don't speak for anybody but myself. Others can, will, and should disagree sometimes. How would we ever learn anything if we all agreed all the time after all? And like any reasonable person should be, I am willing to revise my opinions based on new evidence. Okay, so I'm super stoked to make a special announcement about something that has been in the works for a while, which is the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. I'm teaming up with some really cool people who are just as passionate about independent thought and original voice and who are as curious about this strange world that we live in as I am. As you may or may not know, depending on what version of this episode you hear, I've been spending some time with my collaborators to give everybody a little sample of what you can expect from the shows on the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. But for folks that haven't heard my solo show, Lux Occult, yet, let me tell you a little bit about what I get up to here. So I'm making this show because doing chaos magic and using the tools that I talk about here have been incredibly helpful to me in my life, and I want to try to make them as accessible to as many people as possible. I'm also really into continuing to learn by talking to smart and interesting people and sharing those conversations with the listeners. Uh, in addition to that, the show is a way for me to try to make connections and talk to cool people, and also to empower individuals by helping them see that they have a lot more control in their lives than they might realize. I think that if more people realize that they do have the power to change themselves and change their own lives for the better, and they had the tools to do it, then the improvements made could have a positive cumulative effect. So this is also a creative project for me, a vehicle for my sound magic nonsense tracks, audio sigils, cut up poetry, and other weird bullshit that I like to make. You will find interviews with interesting occultists, artists, uh, people from scientific fields, um, as well as a few episodes where I explain chaos magic to my brother, Asher, who is the host of Ad Hoc History. You will also hear episodes with other Green Mushroom collaborators like folks from the Faith Flying Council and Dave from Unearthing Paranormalcy. And there's going to be a lot more awesome collaborations coming up, which I'm stoked about. You can also hear updates about the Green Mushroom Hypo Sigil Project, which is a large-scale ongoing international group working that you can be a part of. The objectives of the project are to create a network of magic for practitioners to draw upon for healing, abundance, and restorative works, uh, which has been accomplished, to build strength in our community and to empower the individuals within it, uh, to strengthen our position against hate groups and other bullshit through solidarity, and to encourage individuals to use powerful tech like hypersigils to become more agentic. We've been having a lot of fun and success with the project, and there are tons of different ways to get involved. Even if you never want to meet or talk to any of us, I designed the thing to be as accessible as possible to those who come to it honestly. There are also built-in countermeasures against sad fucking losers who want to be dicks. We have been doing experiments with the Green Mushroom Astral Temple, as well as building out some simple daily rituals which are super accessible to beginners. There's lots more in the works too. I'm so lucky to be working with such cool, creative, and compassionate people. It really is fucking dope. You can learn more about this by checking out the Lux Occult Show or heading over to the Faithblind Council Discord server, which is the home of the Green Mushroom Council. I will also include a informational track about the project at the end of this episode. We have regular chats on Friday nights where we hang out and talk about the project and our practices and make dick jokes and stuff. Uh, we also light a candle with the green mushroom sigil at midnight eastern time and remind ourselves to resist. Resist by maintaining sovereignty of the self. 
Resist by maintaining love of the self. Resist by maintaining fierce loyalty to love and pleasure. Resist with acts of radical kindness. Focus on the path to better times. <laughs> Much love to everyone listening, everyone participating in the Green Mushroom Hypho Sigil Project, and to all of my The Green Mushroom Podcast Network collaborators. Fuck yeah, everyone. I'm so stoked to see where this goes. The mushroom just wants to grow. Okay, so I'm going to leave it here, but if you haven't listened to my show yet, you should check it out. You might like it. And until then, stay strong and stay fucking curious. I put a D20 in my mouth. Oh, yeah. I put a D20 in my mouth. I put a D20 in my mouth. All right. So are we horny for podcasting? I'm very horny for podcasting. We're so horny for podcasting. So. Oh, my God. Please give me the podcast. What's up, everyone? You're listening to the Smuts Up Podcast. When you're here, you're Steph family. This is a podcast where we try to create a safe space to talk about sex and psychology. We want to hang out and deck around. It's sex live for everyone, starting with ourselves. My name is Deep Weird, and these are my three good friends. Hi there, I'm right down again, and like, I'm just so fucking horny for podcasting. He's very oh horny God. for podcasting. So horny for podcasting. Very horny. I'm Captain Spanks, drop an anchor. It's a spanker. He's not horny for podcasting at all. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Lex Estrada, and that is all that you get to know about me. Titan of podcasting. So what's up, guys? How's it going? It's going all right. It's going pretty it's good. pretty good. Yeah? I, Fuck yeah. Real horny for podcasting. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say, like, I'm about as horny for podcasting as I am for just, like, some real good fucking cheese, you know? Like, you guys ever see, like, some real good cheese, and you're just like, <clears throat> I just can't. I get that. Like, it doesn't, like, it's, not, it's, like, borderline sexual. Like, you're not, like, going to fuck the cheese, obviously. Oh, that borderline isn't even visible from where I'm standing. <laughs> but, like, you look but you look at it, and you're like, oh, my God, dude, I'm going to fuck that cheese up. Dude, there's this website called Sex Cheese Death or Cheese Sex Death or something, and it's about sort of what you're talking about, like, the erotic enjoyment of cheese. Really? I love that. Now, did you like that fun fact? <laughs> Let me tell you about this little show I know about. <laughs> It's this show. It is. It's this show. <laughs> and that was completely off the rip. Like that, and that just happens all the time. That's the kind of quality content you can expect. Oh my god! So today we're here to tell people about a special announcement. We are forming a podcast alliance that will be so strong it'll take the internet by storm. Also known as a podcast network for all you fucking normies out there. Yes, indeed. We are calling it the Green Mushroom Podcast Network. Hashtag dick jokes. Hashtag. <laughs> as well as to tell folks who aren't familiar, um, like what we get up to here at Smuts Up. We're making this show to have the chance to get more comfortable talking about sex. <laughs> sex. And consent. And to learn more about ourselves and you and other people in general. More importantly, consent. And consent, more importantly. <laughs> And come sense. God <laughs> damn it. Yeah, you ever want to come on Abraham Lincoln's fat ass head? Me too. I sure do, because I have come sense. <laughs> Are you saying common sense or come sense? Common what, sense? What's the difference? Oh my God. 
This is the quality entertainment. <laughs> we want to show people that it's okay to talk about this stuff. And if you think you're weird or wrong or whatever you're doing, it might be like, you know, not in the whatever societal norm. You might be interested in this because like it's we're showing you that it's not weird at all. And guess what? You know, I mean, objectively or subjectively, I don't remember which one it is. Like there's weirder stuff out there and we're here to explore it and show like, hey, it's not that fucking big of a deal. You know what I'm saying? It's not that big of a fucking deal. Like you're definitely not alone in this. It's also a good chance for us to hang out with our friends and stay connected and just have a general good time. I've I've forgotten what your faces have looked like. It's been a while since we've seen each other. I never had a face. (laughs) Me neither. I'm an orb. Some episodes we actually put a lot of research into. And others are more improvisational approach with sound uncomfortable if not don't worry it's usually we bring the cringe we are the cringe yes we do we bring the cringe indeed yeah um such high quality praise i've received for the show is chaotic or unlistenable. unlistenable. <laughs> but you know what if you don't like it that's okay just don't listen we're cringe but by god we're free <laughs> absolutely can you say the same can you say the same can you so what do you guys think has been your favorite thing about making this show so far? My favorite's been able to uh, basically have like a, over 50 tabs of just nothing but like porn and other <laughs> different like sexual things on my computer. Is that different than your normal life? <laughs> this time, I can say it's research. <laughs> this time has a purpose. A nobler purpose. You know what, guys? I'm going to get a little ushy-gushy on this one. I... Ooh. I, uh... My favorite part about this podcast is the fact that I'm learning more about all of you guys. And I think it has brought us closer as friends, even though we haven't seen each other due to uh, Joe Biden and all of his horrible... Po- I'm just telling, I'm talking totally joking. <laughs> 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 I don't imagine, though. No, but like, uh, you know, because of Corona and like safety issues and stuff like that. But, you know... Because of the whole pandemic yeah, thing. you know, it's like yeah. a whole global deal, I guess, fucking... But, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I missed you guys, but this makes me... You know, just know you guys are still there, and I love y'all. Oh, my heart! Oh, Fuck yeah, dude! Oh, oh, love you too. Love you. <laughs> See, my my reason is is very similar. Where you know, it's even though we're we're just you know we're we're actually making a podcast and recording this together and learning about cool kinks. At the same time, we're also just kind of vibing with each other and ripping jokes at each other's expense. It's pretty great. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, listen to the zoo crew. Ripping all kinds of things. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Yeah, I think that's the unlistenable one. <laughs> I think both the comments you got about chaotic and unlistenable literally came from that episode. <laughs> I mean, they're not wrong, but no. I stand by what we did. Oh yeah, I de- I'll defend it to my fucking grave. I'll die I'm on so this. Die hell. on this fucking yeah. hill. Hell yeah, <laughs> a small one, but fuck it. Yeah, no, I think I mean, like y'all mentioned, like I I do think it's been amazing to be able to like keep in touch, even though everything that's been going on has been going on and just through learning about these different like interests these different sexual interests we can kind of learn about you know other people and learn about sort of what makes them tick but we can also learn about what makes us tick you know like why why are we into the things that we are into and like where did that come from and if you can figure that out you can understand yourself better and which is always a cool thing exactly the more fascinating thing i've had with this uh show is actually just see how deep this like 
ecology actually goes and to kind of see where maybe a kink like came from and the historical facts behind it as well yeah definitely yeah and i think another thing that's been really cool too is just sort of like I feel like I have been getting more comfortable, you know, I, I think I contextualize this show as somewhat like being like exposure therapy, because not only are we talking about sex and stuff like that, but we're also trying to do comedy. And both of those things are sort of like uncomfortable <laughs> a little bit. And so like, it's a fun intersection uh, that I think is has been a cool place to actually grow from. You know, I, I definitely feel that because, like, my uh, sexual education growing up was uh, from, you know, uh, public education, so not great. And then on top of that, my parents one day looked at me and they're like, you know what it is, right? And I'm like, I don't want to <laughs> have this talk, so yeah. <laughs> they did the thing where, like, they, they made a ring with their finger and put the other fi- finger through, and they're like, it's like that. They didn't even know? do that. They just, like, kind of looked at me, and they're just like, you get it, right? And I was like, yeah, you get it. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, we, can, we don't have to talk about <laughs> it. Do- Right. Yeah. Like, but how, how would you get that? Like what, like what context, like a lot of the shit that we see in like entertainment is for entertainment purposes and it doesn't actually reflect what real human sexuality is like. Oh, I had to learn that later on in life. (laughs) Okay. That was not the, not the response I was looking for, but (laughs) I was taking a drink. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What's your guys' excuse? I wouldn't be quiet so other people can talk. I'm sorry. That's funny. (laughs) But yeah, no, definitely, dude. But yeah, so it's nice. Uh, and also, like, um, I, it's been unlocking memories, like that memory of, like, thinking that I could run out of jizz and I had to save it so I could have kids. <laughs> <laughs> and now that shit haunts my dreams. Like, the other night I went to bed and I was like, oh, my God. I actually, totally yeah, now that you brought that up, I've actually had that. I've had that as well. I'm like, oh, I remember a certain scenario. And it's like, oh, Okay. Okay. okay, well, this is also a PSA. Anybody li- is listening that is worried that they might run out of jizz, don't worry. Don't worry. You'll be able to make more. <laughs> You'll make more. Hopefully. You have almost an infinite supply. <laughs> <laughs> I, too, I think about that. have an infinite supply. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know what? If, uh, if what's his name? Uh, oh, man. Uh, the dude from Dress. I'm looking at a fucking... John Hammond. I'm I'm looking at an action figure from John, uh, no, from Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum can have a kid at like 110. You'll be all right. Is he 110? He looks amazing. He might as well be. Fuck, he's going to live forever, I hope. I hope so, too. Mm -hmm. He's a (laughs) national treasure. That's... Unless he did anything wrong that he needs to be canceled for, then I, I yes, automatically. Unless he did anything, anything wrong, wrong, we don't know yeah. about nothing. <laughs> Until then, he will, he will still remain my man crush forever. This is predated what I will probably maybe not know ever. So, forgive me, or don't fuck it. I, I might stand. I might stand behind him on it. Who knows? <laughs> I'm a psychopath. <laughs> so I think that, yes, we're all psychopaths. <laughs> this, this is clear. <laughs> I think another thing that's really cool about this is just sort of, you know, the idea of like collaboration and stuff. Like, I think it's been really cool, you know, just getting to see how different people work, you know, like making these scripts with y'all and like, you know, making these episodes and stuff. And just this kind of idea of collaborative, of creative collaboration has been really cool. And I think that that's a thing that is really going to explode now that we have this network. Because, you know, it's going to be an opportunity to really collaborate with other, like, really interesting and passionate and, and talented people. True. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Very excited to work with them. We have a huge range of talent. Except for that one guy. Yeah, that one guy sucks. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't, don't talk about that. We know that guy. We know who you are. 
You know who you are. You. <laughs> no, everybody is fucking amazing. I'm. I could not be more. You know, I just I couldn't feel more lucky to be working with the people that we're working with. So it's it's pretty dope. So what has been the thing that has surprised y'all the most about this? You know, the amount of things that are out there, because like when we first started this, I was like, uh, you know, we're probably only going to be able to get like fucking 30 episodes in before like we're all out of <laughs> oh, content. No. And then like no. y'all start what? spouting no. stuff off. Oh, and I was God. like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We have. That's yes. Tons. There's no end to these rabbit holes. So that think. was surprising because it uh, just kind of really shows how far the human imagination can go when you want to fuck something. <laughs> <laughs> so like, and isn't that all we really want to do unless you're asexual i don't know it's, people feel different ways but a lot of times that seems to be a, a very motivational factor for many people and to elaborate on like what actually surprised me is like i already kind of had the prior knowledge of all these things existing but the various different categories and subcultures and subsections of certain kinks are just fascinating it is this infinite web of like just a bunch of terms it's it's been real fun to like learn all of them and to give them all out to our audience oh yeah a lot of these i already knew like a great amount of detail on at least like not very specific detail or the why are we into it so uh, i i i love i love hearing some of you guys's reactions to these for the first time yes absolutely i feel like i grew up like the most probably uh repressed like i didn't even grow up like that religious of a household we just like like feelings were for fucking bitches and you never cry <laughs> and so uh yeah it's been uh real fun being like oh fuck that's you know but you know it has been opening my mind up more like to where it's like oh i guess that's not that crazy i mean like some people like to fucking have hands shoved up their ass and their mouths move like puppets that's called uh that's called sesame street kink by the way uh, <laughs> sesame street i made it up but it's probably with- real who knows <laughs> I was going to make up a term for it, like ventrilophilia, but that could just be like a love of ventriloquist or ventriloquist artists. Can you Kermit my We're just called ventriloquists. All right. So just real quick, what has been your favorite topic that we've covered? Um, that depends. I actually like the more recent one we did on masturbation. I feel that one was actually kind of informative. <laughs> yes. Well, that won't be out for a little while. We're a little bit behind in getting our stuff out there, but we did record a really fucking dope episode about masturbation and we talked shared some personal stories and stuff about it, which will hopefully make people feel more comfortable with uh, whatever they got going on in that regard. So, we're looking forward to getting that out there for sure. I think my favorite, and I don't think this one's been released either, so I'm probably still getting uh, ahead of ourselves here. But Well, this is this is just plugs then. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Please look forward to our episode about binding that was the other one i was gonna say but i was like i think i think that one's not out yet yeah well we've got all kinds of great stuff uh you know in the pies waiting to be delivered to our listeners uh i think my favorite one is one that we did about uh dinosaur wrangling mm. oh that was a good that one. one's also coming up soon um yep <laughs> <laughs> or was that just a fever dream? <laughs> I don't know. When I did get that Johnson & Johnson shot, I did have some fucking crazy-ass dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm picturing Jeff Goldblum like, riding a dinosaur topless, and I'm here for I'm it. already done. Oh, yes. You just said Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, good night, guys. I'm going to go to bed now. I'm going yeah. to drink a tall glass of warm milk and go to bed. Because <laughs> I'm a psychopath. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, so I'm just super stoked to be, you know, taking this kind of thing and seeing where it's going and, and to continue to make this show with y'all. It's been a really fun and interesting ride. Uh, 
yeah, a little bit chaotic, a little bit cobbled together sometimes, but also like, I think a lot of genuine fun. At least we're having fun. So if you have fun listening to it, fuck yeah, that's awesome. And if not, hey, that's cool too. We still love you. <laughs> still love you regardless. I don't. I think you should listen to this show. I think this show will make you wish that we were your friends. I think this show will make you be embarrassed of us if we were your friends. I think this show is going to be the reason I can't run for president. <laughs> I think this show will be the reason I can run for president. Ooh, okay. Well, whatever the case may be, um, I do want to just remind everybody listening that human sexuality is super interesting and super nuanced. And in terms of what people are into, if you can think of it, it's probably a thing. You don't need to be ashamed of it. No matter who you think you are right now, no matter how you identify or what you look like, you deserve love and you deserve to be happy and all of the good things. And we want to remind you about that. We do every episode as well, in case you forget. We will constantly <laughs> remind you until it's pounded in your head that you deserve to be happy. Or you, pa- or you get you. pounded and get some fucking head. Ayo. And, we, <laughs> and we love you for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck y'all. Y'all listen to What's Up Podcast if you're into it. All right, so uh, all right, so I mean, just a quick recap of everything that we went over. Uh, you should listen to it; it's a really good show. Uh, fucking download it, re-listen to it, so we can get more ratings. Rate it five stars. Do it again. <laughs> Put some comments down saying like, "Tell your mom about yeah, it." Tell Make your mom new about accounts it. and listen to it again. Make your grandma listen to it. She she might anyway, if you don't like your grandma, <laughs> she, this shit might shock her to the point she might die. And like, if you if you're about that, like, it's totally cool. But like, if you don't want her to die, well, you'll find out that she's a very cool. Oh, grandma. that's true. Like, this could totally fucking change your relationship with your grandma. This is like trial by it's a reverse fire for baptism. Grandma? Exactly yes. what you're saying. <laughs> okay. This this podcast is perfect for like a Sunday church picnic. Just put it on, and like you know, um, everything will be fine. <laughs> A long list of wonders. And knowing is half the battle. Did we ever say the name of the network? (laughs) No, we have not.
thought of that. <laughs> that is a fucking oversight. God damn it. <laughs> Hey there, this is Luxa, host of the Luxa Cult podcast, here to tell you about the Green Mushroom Project. This is a large-scale, ongoing, remote group working that you can be a part of, which was created to forge bonds of connection and friendship as we regain ground. The Green Mushroom is a hypho-sigil, hypho means web, with which we have established a network of green-aspected healing and friendship magic that practitioners can draw upon to work acts of healing, repair, and abundance. The mushroom is also a saprotroph, meaning that it eats dead stuff, and its symbolic connection with death can help to dissolve trauma to make room for new growth. Another thing the Hypho Sigil is about is helping people find agency through using magic so they can make positive changes in their lives. The easiest way to start working with the energy of the Green Mushroom Sigil is to incorporate it into your practice or do some art or other creative project with it. This was designed to be accessible to practitioners of any experience level. Once you've connected with the web, you can start to work acts of healing, abundance, and repair. A simple way to begin this is to imagine the mushroom spores, little glowing specks of green magic, collecting where they are needed and doing their work. Uh, you can work with the energy of the hyposigils web in any way that makes sense to you, as long as it's within the intent of the project. You know, doing chill shit. Just please don't be a dick. There are built-in countermeasures. So far, we've had a lot of really positive results with the project. If you feel like hanging out on Fungal Friday to chat about your practice or your work with the sigil, or maybe you feel like participating in one of the remote group rituals, join the Green Mushroom Council on the Faith Blind Council podcast Discord server. With the symbolism of the mushroom, there is certainly an inherent dick joke, and we like to mess around and have a good time. Laughter, after all, can be the best medicine. Maybe you don't feel like participating in this way, but you feel like you could still use a bit of extra love or support or inspiration or anything like that. If that's the case, then you are more than welcome to tap into what we've created. You see... Since magic isn't a zero-sum game, your working with the web will help to strengthen it in much the same manner as it is intended to strengthen all of those who interact with it. If we're a forest, or a stand of trees, then the green mushroom hyphosigil is like the vascular arbuscular mycorrhizal fungi, which works in sometimes unseen ways to provide support and connection. So, if you're into it, Join us in whatever way works for you. You can join the Discord server or write the sigil in your journal as a reminder to practice good self-care or whatever. Uh, you can draw the sigil on an egg or a banana and do some breakfast magic. Maybe make some art or music or whatever your deal is. Maybe try out some other creative thing you're curious about. You can share pictures of your work with the sigil by using the green mushroom hashtag and follow the project on Instagram at hyphosigil. You can also join in as we light a candle with the sigil on Friday at midnight Eastern US time. As we say the following words to remind ourselves to resist. Resist by maintaining sovereignty of the self. Resist by maintaining love of the self. 
Resist by maintaining fierce loyalty to love and pleasure. Resist with acts of radical kindness. Focus on the path to better times. Hope to see you on this or the astral plane. Much love.